Hello and welcome everybody. This is Wildstorm Addiction, episode 56 for February and March 2016. I'm your host, Ben Murphy. And I'm Joe David Solis. This month, well, it's March, but we're catching up a little bit from February. We'll be reviewing issues 9 and 10 for February and March of the Midnighter Solo series, which is most likely winding down. So let's just go into the news. There's not really any news. Uh, there were plenty of articles that came out uh, over the past couple months. Some wishful thinking from Bleeding Cool on uh, the popularity of R-rated movies such as Deadpool. Uh, for some DC character spinoff movies such as Lobo, Harley Quinn, and possibly Midnighter. So you can check that out in the notes. Like I said, I, I feel like that's quite a stretch. Definite wishful thinking. It would be awesome. But some DC sales concerns. Also some other articles to check out. Uh, they have been hurting lately. And I know that that's likely why we're getting the rebirth going back to uh, the classic stories. So we haven't had an official cancellation for Midnighter, but we also haven't seen a solicit past 12. So the writing's kind of on the wall, but uh, there is no last issue title just just yet. But it is very likely. Um, also in the notes, you could check out a, a pretty funny article on Bleeding Cold that has a bunch of covers for issues that are in May and June that are releasing, and, and they kind of just playing a a little game of which covers look like the most uh, final issue with big group shots and stuff like that. If you look at Grayson and Midnighter, they, they pretty much look like their final issues. But like I said, no tagline on those just yet. And uh, the big news over the last couple months was the announcement of Rebirth uh, by DC Comics. They are going to be retooling some things and and their titles, and we have a good feeling that Midnighter is gone. However... Uh, as we get down past the reviews and see a lot of the appearances, one of our uh, favorite writers who actually likes our our favorite characters has been moonlighting on a another title and has been sneaking his his favorite character in, which is kind of funny. But we'll get to that to that later. Uh, drum roll, Joe. Do we have any listener mail? <laughs> yes we actually do <laughs> oh my that must be a fluke <laughs> um we had a listener mail from uh melissa and um she said kind of lengthy so i'll try to try to go through it as quick as i can because this is a bunch of stuff we've discussed in podcasts of the past but she said she just found us basically um so she said i, I recently came across your niche website and podcast <laughs> oh how true <laughs> yeah it's funny that's how one of my friends described this one time <laughs> um when i was researching a specific wildstorm universe character and surprisingly enough it wasn't about midnighter don't get me wrong midnighter is a great character i have read and digitally owned his solo series that wildstorm published from 07 to 08 and i'm also currently reading his 2015 run the dc's publishing i have every physical issue but wasn't officially subscribed to the series until october this was the month the new comic shop up up in town however midnighter also seemed like a more popular character from the Wallstorm universe, making it easier to find more obscure details about him. But because of Midnighter, 
I managed to discover this interesting character, Cole Cash, a.k.a. Grifter, a former Delta Force operative from the U.S. military and con artist. She's obviously talking about the updated Grifter. (laughs) (laughs) After reading the original Midnighter Solo series, I searched for other titles that featured him and came across the Grifter and Midnighter Limited series. But it was until Grayson number 16 that pushed me to purchase those six issues. I regret not buying them sooner. Chuck Dixon is a brilliant writer, and the band between Grifter and Midnighter is just glorious. Due to lack of older comic series that featured Grifter and them not being available in digital or print format, such as the two runs published by Image and almost everything that Wildstorm published, there are character details and events I don't understand. The first thing she lists here. This is in the Grifter and Midnighter Limited series. Both Midnighter and Apollo commented on how they thought they killed Grifter before. In which story arc did this happen? If it isn't available to buy, just go ahead and spoil it for me. <laughs> so basically, I just let her know that in 2005, you know, there was the the Worldstorm, you know, relaunch that was supposed to relaunch the Wildstorm universe. Um, 2006, actually, right? Oh, no, it was 2005 because the miniseries... Uh, that that led that off was the Captain a Captain Adam Armageddon uh, miniseries, which I had actually forgotten about when I was <laughs> writing this. Um, shows how much DC has killed my Wildstorm spirit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, in the Captain Adam uh, series, he accidentally wa- lands in the Wildstorm universe and is appalled by the fact that heroes in that universe kill. And during the final conflict, Grifter is killed by Apollo and Midnighter. The Wildstorm universe was reshaped and the new titles were launched since 2006. Unfortunately, since Jim Lee never finished more than one issue of All Cats, the brand slowly died and finally and finally discontinued. Um, basically, the, the, the whole company went under until some of the characters were bought back in the new 52 relaunch of all the DC titles in 2011. So, that's that. Second question she had is, also in the same limited miniseries, Midnighter was abducted. Uh, was this done by the same alien race that abducted Grifter, which is the Daemonites? She's again talking about the new series. The very same race that enabled Cole access to his newfound powers. Uh, you may want to chime in on this, Ben, because basically what I said is I don't remember it being the Daemonites in that miniseries. I think it was just a throwaway race that never got revisited. Is that correct? Uh, I don't even know. I'd have to go reread it. Be honest, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the case because I remember them having a different look and stuff on the covers, and and uh, yeah, I just I, I really don't think it was the Daemonites at all. And even if it was, it wasn't the current incarnation because I don't know if I mentioned that at all. But this Midnighter's Grifter crossover happened before the New Fifty Two, so pretty much doesn't count for any of this other stuff that she's talking about. So yeah, long before that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Third question. When DC relaunched their comics with the New 52, they published Team 7 and Grifter. Do these two titles do a good job of retelling Cole's history? (laughs) Um, I basically said these titles tell of the history of the New 52 version of Grifter, which compared to the Wallstorm U version, there's not much to tell. (laughs) Because I really don't remember much other than he was part of Team 7, and then, of course, his series starts out with the Daemonites abducted him so that's all i remember was there anything else that was uh, of importance that i forgot ben no but if she really likes this character i mean it's it's worth diving in the penny bin quarter bins and and finding the original team seven and some of the original grifter volumes because they're just fun fun books to read cole cash you know when they wrote them back in the 90s he's just 
funny to me at, at least is one of my favorite characters obviously you gleaned your uh your username from him so. yeah <laughs> no i mean he's still my favorite character uh, that came out of the Wildstorm universe um that's why it pains me what's going on with him nowadays but whatever um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm I'm with Ben on that. You know, it's especially like the 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 very first Team Seven miniseries from Image was amazing. Uh, it, I think it still is even now. The other two are debatable, but the uh, the first one definitely. <laughs> um, number four is Cole still a Karn artist, or is that aspect dropped once he gains his telekinetic powers? So basically, he's still portrayed as a con artist at the beginning of his New 52 book, but that quickly turns into a mostly action book when he gains his powers. And as we learned from writer, um, help me out here, um, Nathan Edmondson, <laughs> when, he was, uh, <laughs> when he was writing the book, is that uh, it was basically mandated to him that he turn it into an action book. So there's that. And the last couple of things here. Uh, she says, in a comment about what was said about there being too much blood in Midnighter for DC standards, the series has a teen plus rating, so it can get away with more mature themes and content. I said, yes, it's just interesting because originally when Midnighter was created, he was almost a parody of Batman back when he was just a Wallstrom U character. So it's for me, it's awkward for him to exist in the same universe as Batman to begin with. And if you go back and see the Wallstorm version of Midnighter, there is no censoring to the things he did back then. Uh, DC just basically seems to be pushing what he can do in their universe and what they can show in their books. Because um, there's no way they would ever allow him to go full force like he used to. And then she just said, thanks for taking the time to read my email and answer my questions. Maybe once I purchase Grifter's new 52 solo run, I'll email back asking more questions. I've read two issues online so far. I love them so much that I forced myself to stop reading with plans to legally acquire them. (laughs) 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 Well, good for you. (laughs) Always want to try to support the comic industry legitimately because your dollars do help uh as we see with the wallstorm characters they could use all the dollars they could get um that money's not going to dc at this point because those are so old they're going right to the comic book store which is fine it should yeah i mean that's why like ben was saying go to your local comic book shop and hit up their their uh you know back issue bins i'm sure you could get all this stuff for cheap but um yeah, local con is a good way to get that as well. Yeah. I also mentioned to her, you know, that we used to have our Wildstorm resource wiki to reference, but unfortunately got taken down. Um, I know Ben has found surviving remnants of it using the Wayback Machine website. Sometimes it saves old info like that. So I don't know. There's really no place for us to put that. We don't have a blog or anything. Maybe we could put it in the comment section of this podcast notes or something. And I, I just let her know, you know, that uh, that uh, we may be just doing our last couple of podcasts here since Midnight is going to be ending here soon, and there's no other Wallstorm characters coming. So, but anyway, so that was probably the most epic listener mail we've ever had. So thank you for that, <laughs> Melissa. Um, we do appreciate it. Um, we, we always feel like we're the uh, the lone voice in the night when it comes to Wallstorm. So. <laughs> Wow, that was that was epic. Thank you so much. All right, so then we have uh, Midnighter number nine, which was released on February the third, written by Steve Orlando, with art by Akko, and it credits the cover as Akko and Romoldo Fajardo Jr. But 
when we look at the actual cover, who that's Carlo Pagulium. So I'm not sure what happened there. Some of our editing editors uh, didn't check on that. <laughs> but uh, basically, we saw at the end of last issue that uh, Deadshot of the Suicide Squad has stolen um, the Perdition pistol. And so Spiral uh, has gotten Midnighter to uh, go after it for them. And so he is literally shot into space in a canister that looks like a giant bullet to a yet another floating uh, structure in space. Feels like the DC sky is filled with these. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called the crow's nest. <laughs> and so it's, uh, he uh, is shot, literally shot into the crow's nest. And uh, when he emerges from his pod... He uh, he quotes a movie, Ben. I want to see if you know what movie he quotes. He says, at last, my arm is complete again, as he's holding the crowbar. Uh, Evil Dead, hello. Is it? I would think so. Is it not? No, that's, uh, that's uh, Sweeney Todd. That's what uh, he says when he gets his uh, razors back. Uh, sorry, I was thinking, here's my boomstick. <laughs> so basically, Midnighter's going through taking out the poor gu- the poor regular guards. And then, uh, you know, we get Amanda Waller here, and she starts sending out her... She always seems to send out the B-team first from her <laughs> Suicide Squad. So she sends out this poor little guy. Just, just call him Goggles. Midnighter, you know, takes time to discuss with him how he's going to take him out, you know, regardless of the fact that he uh, runs a super speed. The dude had a crappy power to begin with. Apparently, as he used it, he... Um, it uh, took away years from his life. So he said he was almost as fast as a flash, but it would end up killing him. So Midnighter just did him a favor and took him out sooner. <laughs> and then Midnighter stumbles across a computer program that shows a uh, familiar name to those of us old school Wildstorm fans, which is uh, Henry Bendix, who is the original creator of Stormwatch and and Midnighter and Apollo, but that's in the old universe. Um, we come to find out, apparently he does have a hand somehow in Midnighter's creation because Midnighter makes comment in one of these issues where he says, if the gardener is my mother, then Henry Bednix is my father. You know, mm-hmm. uh, both had a hand in creating him. So, so that's pretty cool that they uh, are trying to bring it back around to his original origins from the Wallstrom universe. So, and then right under Bendix's name on the computer screen, we see that um, he's part of the Stormwatch project, which uh, to me is a tease for Stormwatch. It's probably not going to come to fruition. So, uh, <laughs> But Midnighter um, ends up supposedly destroying the Perdition pistol along with uh, most of the space station, if not all of it. <laughs> and uh, this upsets... Um, I didn't realize... Uh, Helena Bertinelli was the the head here. She's the she's Huntress, isn't she? At least from like the alternate Earth Two or something. Yeah, I don't know, but she's the head of Spiral. Uh, has been for quite some time in Greece. So Midnighter comes back, and um, you know he's sharing his stories at the bar, and um, I forget the name of the guy here who is doing the documentary on him, basically. So he wants to go with Midnighter. Uh, and Midnight tells him it's too dangerous, but it's too late to get him to safety because 
Now, the next wave of the Suicide Squad is attacking Midnighter. You know, obviously, I recognize the classics like, you know, Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Um, not too familiar with this other guy. Uh, what was his name? The one that can see like five seconds of the future or something. Um, oh, Afterthought. That was his name. So basically, he his powers, he can see five seconds of the future so he can determine what's going to happen even before Midnighter can. So for him, Midnighter's blind to what he can do, basically. So that was interesting. And, uh, of course, they fight. He takes out Midnighter, and then we end on a cliffhanger. And... Yeah, let's just go right into Midnighter number 10, which was released on March 2nd, written by Steve Orlando with art by Hugo Petrus and Akko, and cover by Akko and Ramula for Hardo Jr. And that, I believe, was not miscredited this time. And this really just picks right up after that, and it's Boston now. It was probably a couple hours later, because Marina and Helena are on that bridge where... The Suicide Squad just was fighting with Midnighter, and uh, uh, they're questioning, is that the reporter? Yeah. And he has some stuff scribbled on his face, I guess, from (laughs) Harley Quinn, I assume. (laughs) Compliments of Harley. Yeah, it says Harley was here, so in a nice little Joker uh, smile on his face, which is kind of funny. He's pretty agitated that, you know, they... They just left Midnighter out there by himself to get, you know, that I guess they sent the Suicide Squad after Midnighter. He's pretty pissed about that. Um, Midnighter is in the Arctic, uh, Baffin Island, um, and he's tied up. He has chains around him. And this is where uh, Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad start questioning Midnighter and trying to get information out of him where the perdition pistol is um so basically most of the issue is him you know having this conversation with her and yucking it up for lack of uh uh basically the whole time he's just uh buying time as he vibrates uh, the screws out of the bottom of the, the steel chair and then it would get a really great fight scene where he uses the chair and kicks everybody's butt and kills another couple b team if you have goggles, it's like a red shirt in the, in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do not wear goggles if you're in Suicide Squad because you will die, especially when Midnighter's involved. <laughs> so he kills a bunch of uh, B team people and basically leaves them with the fact that I already killed your, stu- or I already um, destroyed your stupid perdition pistol. And then he runs into, uh, see, actually, yeah, he does. He runs into Henry Bendix here. Um, you're gonna have to help me out. It was a couple weeks since I read this. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really do much with Bendix himself because as soon as he starts going after him, that's when uh, the rest of the squad starts attacking him simultaneously. You got Parasite coming from one end and Harley Quinn the other, and then you got the one on one with Deadshot and. Deadshot gets frustrated because he actually is missing Midnighter. And then he stupidly gets right on top of Midnighter, only to get his hands broke. <laughs> so <laughs> that's right. And and uh Harley almost almost kicks the bucket here as she uh gets grazed. Uh, I think he meant to graze her. 
He's like, she's too popular. He got a new movie coming out. I can't kill her. <laughs> and then basically, Parasite starts draining Midnighter to the point to where his healing factor's not working. And then uh, they are very dramatic in the way that they decide to take him out. They put him in a uh, aircraft and send it up into the sky by itself on autopilot. It seems like while the rest of the Suicide Squad is below watching, and uh, supposedly. They self-destruct the plane with Midnighter in it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so how is he supposed to fill two more issues if there's just chunks of Midnighter floating around the sky? (laughs) (laughs) That's when we find out Midnighter has a special power where all his chunks become a new Midnighter, and then we have an army of Midnighter. (laughs) Wasn't that one of the people in the villains in the previous issue wanted to have an army of midnighters well, well, there you go that's true there you go. <laughs> taking it back to ugly issue number five thanks <laughs> not much to say i mean it's still fun it's pretty decent yeah the one thing that i do want to point out is they were trying to stop the bleeding by introducing the suicide squad and if anything it just it made the issue flatline which is better i guess so it had been dropping pretty significantly, 1,200 uh, purchases a month or so. And in January, it was 10,400-ish issues. Um, and then in February, it was 10,428 issues. So it actually gained 20. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> Those 20 other people. Yeah. So I don't know that Suicide Squad did anything but keep it going, I guess. It didn't gain yeah. much. Um which is interesting because its counterpart to this book is pretty obvious that it's Grayson. I mean, mm-hmm. Midnighter has been in the Grayson title for months and months, basically since the beginning. And that title by itself can pull, you know, 30,000 copies a month, no problem. So I don't, you know, I don't see people that have been buying Grayson coming over to this title at all. Um, yeah. And apparently they didn't save Grayson either, but. No, and and over the last two months, there's been a lot of other uh, tie-ins and sightings. Um, Grayson number 16, which was on January 27th, and the last two pages of that issue shows the Shadow Group, which I was thinking was the Wildcats. I was hopeful that it was, but it's uh, the last page was a bunch of panels, or the second to last page was a bunch of panels of, of who all those characters were, and... I guess they're calling themselves the syndicate and that's what a uh, Helena from spiral is set up um, to help go after Grayson himself, uh, help track him down. And um, it's Frankenstein from agents of shade. Uh, Keshi. I don't know who that is. Uh, Tao, who is an old wild wildcats, wild storm character. He is one evil son of a gun. So I'm, I'm shocked to see him there and hopefully they, uh, they make him as evil as he really is. Uh, Bronze Tiger, Grifter, King Faraday, Gwishin, or Gwissin. <laughs> so those those seven characters are that group. And they also show up in Grayson number 17, but that issue is basically the Grifter and Tao show. I mean, they are basically the, the top two in the syndicate group that Helena put together to go after Grayson. And I assume that we'll see them again in issue 18. And then also, um, we had Batman and Robin Eternal. Um, 
issue number 23, which was on March 9th, and that had Midnighter in it, basically playing the computer nerd. He was like the Oracle, basically, and he didn't do anything other than plot around and Google stuff for for Grayson and, and the other Bat team. So <laughs> I don't know why it was why it was there. Oh, wait, I know why. Because these last couple issues um, are being scripted somewhat by Steve Orlando, and he starts to get credits in issue 24 and 25, which those are coming up. So Batman and Robin Eternal number 24 comes out on the 16th, and Batman and Robin Eternal number 25 comes out on March 23rd. And both of those have Midnighter appearances in them, and you can see them in the previews that we'll link to. One more in March is Grayson number 18, which is March 23rd, and that's when the syndicate with uh, Grifter and Tao are probably going to start clashing with Grayson, because they didn't really do that yet in uh, number 17. Uh, Also coming up is uh, Midnighter number 11, comes out in April, that's on the 6th, and that's only in a few weeks once you listen to this, so go get it, and in May, we have Midnighter number 12, which is on May 4th. And it doesn't say last issue just yet, but we have a good feeling that it will be. So remember that all these books are available digitally, either through DC Comics website or comicsology.com, day and date, every Wednesday. Clark's Bar is still alive. <laughs> and uh, we have, let's see, we had 16 members at last podcast let's see if we've held steady at that it's been a few months yeah because i'm down to this uh just this podcast now i know you killed your last two podcasts so i figured this was the next one so <laughs> you're on you're on a winning streak there Joe. In my last two <laughs> i only lost one. Oh, that i had nothing to do with only the value that was separate from me <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, oh no, we've lost a member. We're down to fifteen now. Oh, that's <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> I'd say that that was me, but you can't because I don't think so. I love how the description here is the last bastion for Wildstorm fans. Yikes! Yikes! Well, yeah, it, it can't Stryker. be true because ten thousand people are buying it every month. <laughs> well, they need to get ten thousand more people to buy it at least. Yeah. Uh, he has a nice little article here about how Josh Joss Whedon revealed how the authority influenced his Captain America story. Yeah, I saw so. that article. I almost linked it, but but other than that, uh, you can still try to get a hold of us. Apparently, somebody found us. So <laughs> you can find me at Twitter backslash Joe David Solis, or you can look Ben up on Google Plus. You can also get the podcast directly on twitter.com backslash wildstormaddict. Or you can email us, wildstormaddiction at gmail.com. Thank you again, Melissa, for the listener mail. Uh, did we get approved already for Google Play? Yeah, don't even bother. <laughs> doesn't even matter. If we're not podcasting anymore, what's the point? Uh, with that in mind, you know we did roll up issues 9 and 10 together. And we're likely to do that for the last two as well. So we'll wait for 11 and 12 to come out before we um, record again and and put it out to you last uh, dying fans of the Wildstorm uh, universe or whatever it supposedly wants to be right now. 
No, fans of the dying Wildstorm Evil now dead. Now it's dead, yeah. We don't want the fans themselves to die. No, no, that's true. That's true. We love you guys. Please please live long and prosper. It doesn't even make any sense. But yeah, we we will wait until the May issue hits um, to record again, and and we'll uh, we'll see what the end of May and June has for us with the rebirth. But uh, see if MIDI pops up anywhere. It, it's interesting to see that um, what Steve is doing now that he's bouncing around on other books and introducing other wild wild storm characters. And I know that the love is out there. I mean, Tim Seeley, yeah, he's kept good grasp on some of the characters since he had his run um in 2008 and and beyond um so there there are writers and creators out there that do love these characters it's just um you know they keep pitching and when they actually do allow it it's just you know they're not necessarily given it's it's due so um it's up to you guys as well to make it happen so two-way street i guess but uh i think dc has some work to do uh with their core business first so maybe we'll be back someday but we're not going to say goodbye until it's official next time around so we'll we'll check you guys later see you in a few months by that time we will have seen superman versus batman and it's getting uh, some good reviews apparently from what i was just glancing at yeah, maybe we'll have to switch this over to a movie podcast, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for sticking with us, and uh, we'll see you in a few months. Good night, everybody. Bye.